Thanks for listening to the Highlands Message Podcast. Whether you're new to Highlands and are listening for the first time or you want to hear a past message again, welcome. Our heart at Highlands is to lead you into a growing relationship with Jesus so you can have a life full of purpose as you grow in your faith and lead others to Jesus. We hope you enjoy and are inspired by the latest message from one of our communicators. Now, I hope it's been a great uh, end, end of last year, restful time, Christmas, New Year's, all the, the different things. I hope it's been a great time for you and your family and especially for, I, I guess, yourself to now that as we start the year to get into and get ready for where God is calling you to go this year. Sona touched on it before amazingly, but man, there is something special God has got in store for us this year, where He is calling us to go, who He is calling us to be. It just It feels electric, doesn't it? There's something there going, oh man, what God has in store, what God could do this year through His people, it is going to be some, uh, not like anything else. So I hope you are ready. I hope you are leaning in for what God has for you this year. And I, I think we should lean into God and lean into this expectancy in, in the same way that there's this energy that we have around this start of the year when it comes to I guess our, our New Year's resolutions, our goals, you know, there's just something special about that week of, you know, it's, it's, it's between Christmas and New Year's and that first week of January, we're sort of still not certain what day of the week it is, cricket's on somewhere, we're not really certain, but there's this energy of just like, I can do anything, right? We go out, we buy the new running shoes, you're like, I am going to run the marathon this year. We, we pay for the new gym membership, like, man, I am going to get the bod this year, I'm going to do it. Right, we do up the budget, the spreadsheet, and we go, yeah, this is the year I save millions. Look at it, I've calculated it all. It works. There's just some energy of like everything that before we felt, oh, okay, I don't think I can do it. Oh, it's so hard. This comes up and life gets busy. But there's just something special about this energy we have at the start of the year where it's like, no, this is the year it's going to happen. This is the year we're going to do it. And I reckon we need to bring that same amount of energy that we put into those house projects, those goals, those different things that we go, now let's bring it into our spiritual goals as well. Because wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be, it would just be so good if however we started our year, right? Wouldn't it be amazing if however we started the year is how it went? That no, no matter the effort, no matter how it went, but just, just because we said at the start of the year, right, oh, I'm going to get fit. Wouldn't it be great if it just happened, right? If the goal we set of, oh, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to do Peak to Park this year. I'm going to run all around Toowoomba. I'm going to be the fittest person. And just because we set the goal at the start of the year, how good would it be if it actually happened? Right? Just because I said it, just because I put the tabulations in my Excel spreadsheet, I'm a financial wizard. Right? Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't it be great if that energy kept on going through the year? Where we saw what we wanted to see, we set these goals, and it actually came to fruition. That would be awesome. Would it not... And maybe you've already set some of these goals, you've already decided on some things you want to see happen. Would it not probably make this year the best year of your life if they actually happened, right? If, if you actually stuck to it, if you actually got the fruit from them, it would, be, it would be so good. And the reason that it would be amazing and we're like, oh, that would be great, is we know it's not really a reality, Right? We know that we set these goals, we set these resolutions at the start of the year. And the energy that we have now, it just sort of, you know, February, March, and it just sort of goes away as life gets busy. Again, all these things keep happening. This is why 
When it comes to the start of the year, maybe some of you have clued on and started to look at developing some habits, right? Because the energy, the, the motivation isn't always going to be there when life gets busy, when things come up. So if we develop habits, well, that's going to hopefully mean it's baked into my life that it's going to keep on going even when I'm not feeling like it, right? That's why we, we build habits, why we do these things. That's why at the start of the year, people are always buying books like Your Best Year Ever, Atomic Habits, things people going, I need to de develop it now because I know that when the kids are back to school, I know that when I'm back at work, I know that when life is getting hectic, I'm not going to have the same motivation to keep on going with whatever it is I've set. So hopefully we can set these things in. Now, see, habits are important. Habits are the, the groundwork to the fruit we want to see. Because habits aren't the be-all and end-all, right? Like, no, no one here is excited about just the habit. The habit should produce a certain fruit we want to see, right? Again, no one is going, my goal is to, again, it's not just to go to the gym, right? That's the habit. The fruit is, I want to be fit, I want to be strong, I want to be this. Again, the, the goal is not just, well, I've, I've made an Excel spreadsheet, I'm sticking to the budget. That's good, that's the habit, we're working on it. But it's because I want to see a fruit of financial freedom, of uh, blessing, of whatever it might be. See, when we set goals, we, we've got to set vision as well, church. As you've started to look towards your year and what you want to be, things you want to get to, you, you've started building goals and habits, do you have a vision as well? Okay, you, you, you know the work you need to be doing down here, but are you aware of or are you dreaming and thinking about the fruit you're hoping it produces? Again, not just, I know I should do these things, but no, what do I, why do I want to do these things? What do I want to see it bring into my life? It's the same with our spiritual goals, and the things we want to see for our soul and our lives and our calling from God, and this is mainly what I want to talk about this morning. I, I was with some friends uh, in between that weird time of Christmas and New Year's, and we're talking about our goals and, you know, our you know, health goals, physical goals, work goals, life goals, family goals, marriage goals, all these things. Then we started talking about our spiritual goals as well and the things that, again, the habits that we know we need to set in. Right now, this was done over a big table of KFC, so the physical goals were not included at this time. We were like, no, we're spiritual. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> and we were talking about these spiritual goals and the, you know, the usual ones come up, right? Okay, I've got to read my Bible more this year. Oh, I've got to, got to pray more. I've got to get to church more, right? All, all these different things that we sort of set in and do. And the, the thought hit me is where we were talking about this and we started discussing it of, I guess these habits are good, but again, they can't just be it. Our, our goals for our lives, especially our spiritual lives, should be more than just the habits we're building. They're good things, but again, the, the habits are meant to produce a fruit. They're meant to produce and they're meant to bring something. We've got to have that bigger vision of why do I want to do these things? What do I want to see it bring into my life? Right? What are the fruits that we're wanting to see? For, for some of you, maybe the, the spiritual habits you're, you're building or the goals you're setting because you want to be closer to God this year. You want to be closer to his heart. You want to know what it is he desires for you, for your family, for your life. You want to have a heart like his for the lost, for the hurt, for whatever it might be. For some of you, maybe the fruit you're desiring is just a better year, right? You got caught up in some stuff last year. It wasn't a great time. You, you felt far away from God, far away from his purpose. And you go, no, this year I want things to be different. I, I want it to be better. I want to experience His power and His healing, and I want to see those things happen. See, that's the fruit that we want to see. Rather than just the habit of the doing, we've got to have that bigger vision as well. 
See, setting habits without knowing where they will lead, I, I very doubt will really develop to anything. Because we can just do it and do it and do it, but we forget why we're doing it. We forget to look out for, for when it happens, right? for what it's developed. We can't miss that. We can't forget to be looking for the fruit. And so today, what, what I want to talk about is more than just habits, right? This isn't a, a talk about goal setting and how to make good habits that last. I, I want to look, and I think we need to look a bit deeper because we know that these things don't last. We know the gym membership's getting cancelled. We know those running shoes aren't going to be fresh and exciting anymore, so they go back to the shelf. And waking up at 6 a.m. is dark in April again. And we aren't excited about these things. So we know those things happen. So if we want life change, if we want things to be different or better or more of God, then we need to do something different. Life needs to be different. It needs to be more than just goals and habits. And especially when it comes to the health of our soul and the direction. Come on, for our year, there's got to be something different. Really, I would love to, to set up you to, to find this, for you to find your God calling this year, for where God is, is directing you to go. We sung that song, Fresh Wind, that <clears throat> I believe God is, is blowing a fresh wind on your life. And, and if you were to trust Him and raise the sails, it'll push you so much further in the direction than you could go on your own. But we need to be open. We need to be willing. We need to ask the question, whose direction am I chasing? Right? Is it just my will? Is it my plan? Or am I open to saying, God, where are you taking me to go? Because if, if you want to see real change and real fruit, it, it's not going to be about chasing after your life and your goals and all these things, but going, God, what do you have for me? Because I really believe, I really believe this, that God has more for you this year. Something I felt him say, he's got more for you this year. Not, not more of what you want though. Not more of what you want, not more success in your business, not more health in your life and family, not more of, again, better than, again, the blessings that he had last year. Those things are great and I'm sure they're going to be there. But I just felt God say that, there will be more for you, but not what you're expecting. I, I was reminded of the old song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. At first I thought it was Amazing Grace, and I Googled it, and I'm like, no, that's not right. But it's that line, and it just, it just sort of brought it all together, where it said, the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. And see, the things that you're excited about, the things you want to see, the, the things that you're going, this is my year, I just feel that this year, as you open yourself to God, as you say yes to Him, yes to the direction that His wind is blowing, that over the year, that the things before, the success, the, the, the status, the, 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 the blessing over work, and all these things, again, they're still good, but I just get that feeling of they just grow strangely dim. And all of a sudden, the things that God cares about, the things that you know are part of His kingdom, that we go, I know I should want these things. I really feel that's what He's saying more of this year, that you will see more salvations this year, more people journeying with Jesus, being discipled, right, in the trenches with them, helping them discover in the glory and grace of Him. More churches being planted and established across Australia. People experiencing the miraculous power and healing of the Holy Spirit. 
Individuals in our church and elsewhere using their spiritual gifts to change the world around them. I feel he's saying that there's going to be more of this. And as you grow closer to him, as you follow him, the other things grow strangely dim. And these are the things we go, oh, that's what I want to see. That's what I'm excited about. Come on, not, not polite golf claps on a Sunday going, oh, that's good. But these will be your stories. It'll be your friends and family coming to Jesus. You discipling and sitting alongside people as they discover who Jesus is. The gifts inside you coming alive and you sharing testimonies and great things of what God is doing through you. They'll be exciting because they're your stories. And see, this is the, the beauty and, and grace I really see in, in God of this is we don't need to, to set out knowing where we're going or, or what we want to see because th- this is the oxymoron, isn't it? We start the year with goals and things we want to see and things we want to see happen. But as we follow God, as we all get closer to Him, as we give more of our lives over to Him, we surrender more to Him. Well, as the year go, again, our, our desires change. Again, they grow dim and start, other things start to grow brighter. And so it's not starting the year going, well, I know I want to see this, I need this because Well, for some of us, that's not really what we desire. We know it's good. We know it's there. But again, it's not that burning thing that we have yet. This is the great thing. It's not about knowing where you want to go, but just a willingness to say, I will follow you. God, I'm not there yet. God, I don't really know what you desire for me yet, but I am willing to follow you. And as you lead me, as you push me forward, Well, then all of a sudden I start to see these things and the goals, the habits, they develop along the way where it is important. You don't need to have it all together right now. Just a willingness. Say, God, this year I will give more than I did last year. God, this year I will surrender more than I did last year. God, this year I will trust you more than I did last year. This year I will step out more frequently than I did last year. Whatever it is. But it's just that willingness Because then what he reveals, what he reveals when we draw closer, come on, it will be more of those great things. So regardless of, I guess, the, the readiness that we have to follow God's direction or follow his calling or whatever it might be, the... As we're looking into this of how, well, how do we grow closer to God? How do we say yes to Him? How do we just grow in that willingness? Because we all have this internal battle inside of us. Is, I find the answer is very simply put in James 4. It says, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Draw near to God, He will draw near to you. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Regardless of wherever you're at. More of God surely couldn't be a bad thing. Like if we've seen a little bit of God, we go, okay, great. I would love more of that. So he tells us the key to it is we need to draw near to him. Now in this, again, as we look at our habits, we look at our lives, we understand that the answer can't just be as simple as, well, I'll just do it, right? Because again, the answer isn't as simple as, I'll just run more. I'll just go to gym more. I'll just do these things more because we know that they don't always stick. So there's got to be more to it. There's got to be something under the surface that we need to address, that we need to look at, that we need to go, okay, God, I didn't think that was something I could hand over, but now, well, God, I'm going to invite you in. So in this, in James 4, he actually has more to say about this. And I want to look at the entirety, well, there's the start of James 4, James 4, verse 1 to 10. As he's talking to the church about this, of going, well, how do you draw closer to God? What is the thing stopping you? Because we've all hit that point, haven't we? 
where it just sort of stops or it slows down. Our desire to follow him, our desire to, to say yes to him, our desire to, for, again, the things that are growing strangely dim, we sort of have that tension of, I don't want them to grow dim. I'd rather go this way a little bit more. So he really addresses this in its entirety. And so we'll just, we'll just go through it, James 4. He says this, say, where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war. Yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss and you may spend it on your pleasure. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously, something inside of us that is calling out for God. It says this, he gives more grace. It says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. See now in that, there's a bit more than just draw near to God, right? There's a bit more to that because he understands it's not just as simple as just, well, just do it. Because again, there is a battle on the inside. Just as much as we know that it's not just about throwing down some good habits, making some decisions, and however I decided life will be on midnight of December 31st is exactly how this year will go. It's not that simple, is it? There is something more to understand. And if we can't do that for our physical goals, then how much more should we invest and look into this for our spiritual lives? Where there is warring, where there is temptation, where there is an enemy trying to take us off track, something that matters so, so much. So I want to look at well, how, how James talks about this at the very start there in verse 1, where he says, where do wars and fights come from? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure? Because really, if, if we were to bring it down, it's to that. It's the, the desires for pleasure is that battle inside of us that keeps us from following God. The things that are not yet dim, that are still quite bright. We're going, but I want to see that. But I've always wanted that. I've always chased after that. And it's that desire inside of us for things that again keeps us away from God. Again, a similar frustration that words are quite well found in Romans. He says, I don't really understand myself for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Is this, this scripture is always just like, I don't know, it's a, it's a warm hug and a slap at the same time. Because I'm like, oh, that's so me, but I wish it wasn't me. <laughs> right? I, do, I, don't, I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know what I'm doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. Oh, just that battle, doesn't that sound so familiar? Where we have the thing, God, I'm giving it to you. God, I'm going to do this. God, I'm going to sacrifice this. Oh, but I really want that as well. Again, life is good when our will and His will lines up, but eventually at some point, it will oppose. And we've got to choose. Do I follow God or do I still want those things? Those desires, those little moments. Again, that those are the things that takes us out of these habits, right? The desire to sleep in instead of going for the next morning run. Extra dessert when we say, no, I'm cutting out sugar, right? But I'll, start, I'll start going to church more consistently, like February when the kids are in school, well, that's when we'll do it, right? Like, oh, I've only missed one day of the Bible plan. It's Saturday, that's different, you know? It's those little desires and battles, <coughs> again, that, that take us away from God, 
that we want to do the right thing, but we have the, the sinful desire is still temptation and we still face it, all of us. It is there. And all of this, it, it points again to a deeper issue. That's what I, I think James is getting at here. It's a soul issue that needs to be dealt with. Because it's interesting, this is all in the same scripture where I, I mentioned it before, it's where he says you, you don't have because you're not asking. Right? You don't receive it because you're not asking from God. Right? Where he said that in yeah, James 4. Where it says you ask and do not receive. Right? We get that. So we go, oh God, but I want these things. So we know to go to him. But it, it, it stings, I think, a little bit to see that next line that I think puts our inner desires in perspective. Where it says you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. Come on, I'll ask again for your goals. Physical, spiritual, all of them. What do you desire? What are you wanting to see? What are you wanting to seek after? Surely there is a part in our goals, no matter how great they might be, where there is that, that pleasure, that inner desire of God, but that's what I want. That is what I desire. Could that maybe be keeping us away from something greater that God has for us? We've got to keep a healthy awareness always of that scripture, of just that reminder of going, is this my will or is this your will, God? Is this my will or is this your will, God? Which one am I following here? How much of this maybe is, I've made it sound good and spiritual and great, but how much of it maybe deeper down is actually just something that I really want to see, that, that benefits me, that helps my life? Because again, the, the more we hand over to Him, the more we start moving in His direction, the more we start to yearn for those things. And the things we cared about, again, grow strangely dim. Although I found two, two quotes as I was sort of researching this and looking into it. And again, they really highlight this idea of us chasing after our own desire and not God's. Because if we want him to answer these things, well, then it says there clearly, don't let it be your pleasures, but let it be his. I found two really great insights on this. A really nice one, a bit of a meaner one. Which one, which one do you guys want? It, it, we'll go nice. It's the start of the year. <laughs> but I love how Peter, Peter H. David says it like this. He said, God's goal is not to give human beings what their own impulses demand. His goal is that human beings will learn to love what he loves. It is not that God does not want people to have pleasure, but that he wants to train them to take pleasure in what he knows is truly good. It's this part. As with Christ, crucifixion comes before resurrection for God's people where there needs to be that dying to self, there needs to be letting go, going, well, no, God, you actually know what is best for me. I really want these things. I really like them, but I've got to trust that what you have for me, I will actually love so much greater. But it comes to that crucifixion moment again of laying them down and moving further away from them. Then the mean one, I really like how it's worded. It's just really short. It's one sentence, just a punch. So J. Ronald's blue just sounds mean as well. <laughs> says, God will never provide for hedonistic squandering. Oh, hedonistic, another good word to bring into 2024. But it's just true, isn't it? Where, where, where there is pleasure, where there is, I want this, I desire this. That cannot be the culmination of what God has for us. 
Again, look at the habits you're building. Oh, I've got to read the Bible more. I've got to pray more. I've got to be more in God's presence. All, all of these things. Again, ask yourself. Just come back and reflect. Going, God, why do I want these things? Why do I want to be closer to God? Why do I want to know His Word more? Is it all me-centered? Right? So I feel more peaceful. So, so I feel more secure. So my family is better off. So I can deal with things better. Again, they're, they're not bad things. They're all good things. But for things to be God's desires and God's dreams, would they not involve an outwardness, an outward desire for God's kingdom to be established on earth? Where if everything that we're doing is, well, I'm working <coughs> on these habits so I can get better. I'm working on these habits so I can deal with things better. I'm working on these habits so I can, I can, I can. I think that should show us that we're missing a part of what God has for us. We're missing a part of His will for more heaven on earth. Not earth, not my earth, the earth. The earth around me going, God, you have more for me, not just for me, but for this world, for people. God, that you would bless me, but to be a blessing to other people. That God, you would elevate me, but so I could shine your light to others. There's got to be that external part to this. Because if it is just about me, well, becoming more like Christ cannot end at only benefiting us. Also, Sam, 1 Corinthians 13, the, the famous wedding scripture, right? Three, three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these, love. There's got to be that focus out there, that focus on others, that focus on the people who do not have the understanding, the trust, the faith, in Jesus. And He is calling us to go out. And as we follow Him, as we draw close to Him, He draws close to us. We become more like Him. We start to understand these things. And we start to want these things because we see the need in our own people, in our friends, in our family, in the world. That they go, man, if only they had this truth. And then again, the other things start to grow strangely dim when we go, God, I much would rather desire that to see what you were doing in people's lives, see the freedom that you were bringing. See, if our goals and habits aren't being developed, become more like Christ for the sake of the world, will we come to that age-old battle of am I choosing the promise over the promise maker? Do I want His rewards and I want His blessings and I want these things, but, but I don't really want to keep following Him. I just want it to happen at one point. Which one do we choose, the promise or the promise maker? And I really believe that as God, as we ask God to reveal these hidden desires in our hearts, these things where just where we can go, actually, God, I didn't realize that was something I was maybe desiring too much, that there was more of a me thing. God, I'll lay it down to you. God, what, what, do, you, what do you say about it? God, what are you going to do with it? Holy Spirit, where are you calling me to go? What is the more that you have for me? I believe that as we ask Him those things, you will see and realize that there is more than the desire for an easier life in you. I'm pretty certain the Scripture says there is actually faith to move mountains. Come on, that is in you. More than just an easier life, more than just getting through, than going well. No, no, He promises a faith that can move mountains. He promises the same Spirit that rose Christ from the grave lives in me. God, would you show us more of those things? And we might not be there yet. We might not desire those things so strongly yet, but God, would you just draw us a little bit closer? Would you help us to become more aware of these things so we can say, Holy Spirit, do what you do. 
Because this is, this is the big part. This is the big part of it. We, we, we can focus so much on doing the habits and setting the goals and working on these things. But I, I, again, I, I think there's a bit of that desire and pridefulness that can creep in of going, I've stuck to my spiritual habits. I'm, I'm reading the Bible so much. This is going to fix everything. I'm praying so much. This is going to do it all. I've been setting this. It's all good. It's so good. But again, we, we, we cannot forget, we are not here to just tend on a, a, a garden of roots, going, look at how great the roots are and how healthy they are and how strong they are. But the whole point of tending to the roots is to regret the fruit, right? It's for what it produces, for what it does in me. I'm not just reading my Bible so I can read my Bible. I'm doing it so it can transform my life, so I can hear God's Word more clearly and know what I need to change in here, what I need to surrender to Him. I'm not spending more time in prayer just so I can say I've done it and I've developed the habit and it's good. It is so God does something in me. Come on, habits of better, of better prayer life should look like prayers you never would have desired or been bold enough to pray for. Tend to the roots, that is the fruit you should be looking for, waiting for it to happen. Habits of Bible reading should look like being transformed by the Spirit, getting convicted and constantly having God speak to us. Habits of going to church should, more, should look more like being the church and building the church. Don't get so caught up in the, 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 the roots and doing here. Because again, we've we got to remember it's If we're getting caught up in, look at what I've done, look at how well this is, that sounds very much like it's in my efforts, isn't it? I am doing, I have guaranteed that God is going to speak to me. I have guaranteed that He's going to do these things. Going through this, I, I found the, the prophecy in Zechariah. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. We cannot forget, He is going to do these things. It is by His Spirit that we will see the sick healed. Come on, it is by His Spirit we will see the lost saved. It is by His work and His power. Not by what I'm doing. That might be helping, that might be tending for it, but no, no, God, I am just here to say I am willing, I am ready to follow You. Come on, if you want to see that unmerited favour of God, if you want to see Him work in your life and do more in your life than you thought could be possible, it starts in laying down the goals, laying down the habits and just going, God, can you reveal to me where maybe my desires are caught up in this? Could you reveal where maybe I've just gone a little bit off the mark because I want to be in your slipstream. I want to be following you. I just want to raise the sails and where you are breathing, I will go. I will follow. And as we go down that path, as we go, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God, again, the, the old desires seem to grow strangely dim. I care more about these things. And then this is the beauty, I guess, again, of the, the upside down kingdom of God, right? That as we surrender these things to Him, that we desired peace for myself. I desired healing for myself. I desired these things. But then as we follow God and we say yes to Him and we start focusing elsewhere, we find the peace. We find the joy because He knows that's what is good for us. He knows that is what we really needed. And then it's like, oh, God, You brought it for me because it is Your Spirit, it is Your presence that I desire. It is life with God. Church, He has more for you this year. And today is not the moment to go, yes, okay, well, I'm going to set those goals. I'm going to, I'm going to lock it in. No, because you don't know what it's going to be yet. 
It takes a bit more transforming. It's gonna take a bit more time with God and that understanding going, wow, I didn't even think that you would call me over there. I didn't even think you could use me in that way. Today, how about we just say, God, I am willing. Laying down my wants, my needs, my, this is where all the attention was going. This was the big thing this year. And I'm going, no, God, have your way. Come on right now, why don't we just close our eyes and I want you to hold, hold your hands out in front of you, holding your goals, your desires, your dreams, going 2024 is my year. It was like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna see this. God, we just hold it before you right now. God, and we just say, have your way. Lord, your will be done. God, I don't know where you're calling me. I don't know what you're gonna ask me to do this year. I can't even fathom the faith that I will need to have this year for the, the things that you're gonna call me into. So Lord, I come before you right now, just humbly, come humbly before you to draw closer to you. Say, God, I'm willing to follow where you are leading me. Lord, I raise the sails as your fresh wind blows on us, pushing us forward, Lord. God, we trust you. Would you reveal the desires inside of us? Show us the things where maybe we've been a little bit off the mark and our, our desires have taken over going, well, no, that's actually something I want, the flesh wants, but no, Lord, what does my soul need? What is my soul yearning for? God, show me that, reveal that to us. Oh God, I pray a blessing over us this year, Lord. Oh, that not by power, not by might, but by your spirit will you sustain us. Will you complete the works of your kingdom? Will you see our city come to know you, our family members come home, come back to church, come back to you, Jesus. Addictions broken in the name of Jesus. Oh God, we thank you that it is by your spirit that we will trust in you. Lord, we will build the habits. We will do the things to, to, to welcome your spirit in, but we will not rely on them. We will trust in you. We'll be looking for the fruit of when they are developed, of when they are coming through. And we will give you praise and thanks because God, it is all by you. Lord, we commit this year to draw closer to you, what you have for us, where you are calling us to go. Come right now as we're in this moment and we're just drawing closer to Him. If you have never made that decision to follow God, to say yes to maybe His plan for your life instead, I'd love to pray for you. I'd love for, for you to welcome Him in. So just while we're praying, while every eye is closed, if you need to say, Jesus, I'm, I'm ready to follow you. I'm ready to, to see what you have for me. If there's people who need to make that decision, I'd love to pray for you and with you. But whoever that is, we'd love to know who you are. Would you raise your hand saying, God, I will follow you this year. God, I need what you have for me this year. Not my plans, but yours. Is there anyone who needs to make that decision for the first time? I see so many of you saying, God, I'm choosing you. That is fantastic. Oh God, I thank you. As people are saying yes to you, to following your will and your plan, God, would you show them what life is like with you? Reveal them the, the deeper truths. Show them your love and your mercy and your grace that you are greater than anything else we could possibly even strive after. God, thank you that you died for us. You paid the price for our sin and mistake that we are made new as a child of God. In the name of Jesus, we all pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Highlands Message Podcast. We hope you feel encouraged to take these words with you to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose and to make a difference. If you feel moved by today's message and want to connect with us, we'd love to hear from you. 
You can reach us at highlands.au on Facebook or Instagram or head to the highlandschurch.org.au website for more resources and information. Be sure to follow the Highlands Message Podcast on your preferred platform to stay up to date with our latest message. We hope to see you in person soon.